Hello and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast with Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell. Amy, how are you? Very good, thank you. I was telling Amy last week, I'm kind of a weirdo, so uh, I really want staff for our podcast, right? And I was telling Amy, I'm like, I listen to all these podcasts and they all have, they thank their producers and their, so we've decided that we decided we're going to make our animals our show staff. So Bernie, Amy's dog, Bernie, is our executive producer. My dog, Cosmo, is in charge of podcast snacks. <laughs> <laughs> He's also going to be in charge of our nationwide tour if we ever do one. Because <laughs> so, all yeah. these people have this nationwide tour. I was telling Amy, I said, if we did a nationwide tour, like nobody would, sh- with the end of Best Western, nobody would show up. Right, a dog friendly Best Western. We'd have to be in a dog friendly. What's What's Frankie's job? What's What's her job as our on our mm-hmm. podcast? Yeah, we'll have to review her resume and see where she fits in best. <laughs> she'd probably be. She'd probably be a good talent talent producer, sound person, anything. She is quite friendly. So maybe she could be part of our street team or something. <laughs> right. She'd be part- anyway, so we're just, we're just a couple of weirdos out here with the podcast, whoever animals as our podcast staff, because we felt like we just needed, we felt like we needed staff for our podcast. Oh my God. Stuff gets so weird when you work together for, <laughs> when you work together for a long time and you start to get, you know, like, Oh my God, Penny's come up with another crazy ass idea. Now she wants us to put her dog. I in. love it though. Cause it's true. You know, these podcasts have made it when they actually have a team and they start yeah. doing tours and we'd be lying if we said we weren't jealous. So this is our, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know we this want to get really self-aware way of kind of like bringing it. <laughs> we're, we're super self-aware. We're going to start to talk about, we're going to start to talk about our executive producer, Bernie, who is in charge of, in charge of everything. Cosmo's in charge of snacks. He's very good at that. Mm-hmm. And napping. He's also very good at that. <laughs> um, but on this, so on this podcast and, and one of the things I also want to mention, cause I usually wait till the end of the show, which Hopefully y'all get through the entire show. I hope we don't bore you, but in case you don't listen to the entire show, um, I want to make mention that we love reviews and we'd love more reviews on iTunes. So if you get a minute to write a review, so appreciate it. Um, but we also love your ideas. So there's always a way to contact us in the show notes. Be sure to uh, send us your ideas and let us know what you'd like to hear more of because many of the shows that we're doing came from ideas from our listeners. So we, we really, really love that. This one in particular, so, and we actually get this question a lot. Do blog tours actually sell books? Which is kind of another way of saying, where should you invest your money? But we thought we'd talk about blog tours and break them down because- there are, so you have a couple of different ways to do blog tours. There are blog tour, blog tour or book tour companies say that fast three times. That's a little hard. Um, but, um, and, and these, these, these tour companies, what they do is they essentially tour your book on a particular schedule. Um, and then there are firms that pitch your book to bloggers. Now by full disclosure, we pitch books to book bloggers, but we don't, keep it on a particular tour schedule. Um, but the concept is essentially the same. Right. So we, you know, it's, an, I, I appreciate that we do it this way. We really break down the different ways that you can get exposure for a book into really focused strategies. And I like that we don't just kind of group a lot of things together and keep our fingers crossed. I really think it's very effective to kind of, to do things in a very 
direct way so you know exactly what's working and what's not and where you're getting responses. So we do a lot of blogger pitching for our clients. And then we have an entirely separate strategy that we call our blog tour, but it's very different from the typical, you know, calendar run blog tour that a lot of people expect. So our blog tours are done and actually kind of run essentially by uh, readers, real readers that go and recommend the books, you know, using blogs as the medium and things like that. So it's a really different kind of hybrid concept in a way that, um, that really works for us because, you know, we're all about reader recommendations and reviews and things like that. So really nailing down what we feel helps move the needle and convince other people to check out a book. Right, right, right. So just to kind of reiterate two different kind of blog tours. Well, actually we're talking about what we're focused on the blog tours, the, where we pitch bloggers and get reviews or interviews or excerpts or something like that. But what AIM is referring to is a different kind of a blog tour that we also do, which is where readers talk about the book on blogs. So we're not necessarily involving the blogger per se in terms of saying, hey, can you review this book? But getting readers to talk about the book because 99% of books, some ridiculous number, 95% of books, excuse me, are sold word of mouth. Um, But is there benefit? So Back to the, 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 the blog tours where books are getting reviewed on blogs or excerpted. Is there any benefit, in your opinion, to having actual tour dates? I don't think, I mean, I think in, not anymore. I mean, I think readers are a little too savvy for that. And I think something that comes across as really contrived in today's kind of online social landscape just doesn't work the same way that it used to. You know, things are moving so fast. We're sharing information so quickly. I think that concept of a date or a set calendar really doesn't have the same appeal that it used to have. Um, You know, and I think it kind of, to some degree, goes along with, you know, when people ask us about publication dates and when they should release a book, Penny. You know, that has changed so much in the last five, especially 10 years. Right. Right, exactly. Um. And then, so we have an author that we're working with, and this is kind of where this conversation, the origin story of this conversation, and she wanted to hire a tour company. So, and the the tour company was pitching bloggers, and they weren't necessarily doing it on a calendar per se, like here's your 30-day, here are your 30-day tour dates. But she was asking me if if she should use them in conjunction to what we were doing. And... One of the things that I think one of the biggest challenges that I find with blog tours, whether they are calendar driven or whether you're hiring a company that's pitching bloggers like we're doing, is the quality of the blogger, um, the, the quality of the blog that you're pitching, right? Because not all bloggers are created equal um, and you have to figure out where you want to invest your time, book sales are already hard enough to predict. But if you're pitching your book to a blogger that has four followers, you're, and that's just a random example that I'm giving you. But if, you, if you're pitching a blogger that has just a few followers, you're probably not going to sell any books to that blogger. So one of the things that I did is I said, send me the link to the tour company and let me take a look and see 
what other bloggers that they've pitched. So that's one of the things that I did is I went through and I took a look at some of the bloggers that um, they were targeting for other tours. And some of them were, had, you know, no posts up on their site. Like there was one post up on their site. You could, so you could tell they were brand new. There's nothing wrong with that, right. To being a brand new blogger because everybody has to start somewhere. Um, but other ones had like, they had a list on their one blogger. I think I mentioned this to you, Amy had a list on their site that had like, they said, we have 79 subscribers or something to our blog, which again, isn't a lot. So my point being is that if you want to do a blog tour, I think it's a great idea. We love them. Um, we don't do them calendar wise, as I've mentioned, but you got to make sure that you're pitching quality bloggers because otherwise you're not going to get anything. You're, you're, you're going to do this and you're, you're going to, cause we have authors all the time that come to us and say, Oh, I did a blog tour and I got literally got nothing out of it. Right. And you know, a lot of the blogs, like you said, Penny, you went and checked out that list. A lot of the blogs that participate in what most authors think of when they think of blog tour, just because there's kind of a, an industry standard, I guess I would say, you know, when people think mm -hmm. of blog tour, and a lot of these blogs that end up on these regular rotations, they exist for that exact purpose, for these yes. calendar-driven tours, quote-unquote. I'm doing air quotes where nobody can see me, but basically <laughs> where they agree to feature, you know, predetermined content or a summary of the book or the cover with a blurb or something like that. And yes, you're getting content out there, but, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of these blogs are really oftentimes not followed by a lot of real readers that are really looking for book recommendations that are ready to buy books if they come with a good recommendation. Because a lot of the blogs that participate in these, they're not giving reviews. They're not actually even making recommendations. They're literally just posting content about the book. So it really ends up being like a very creative ad of sorts, you know, without being an obvious ad in the traditional sense. And we all know that ads can be very unpredictable in whether or not they really move the needle and actually push anybody to buy anything, you know? Right, right, exactly. And, you know, we love all book bloggers. And again, you know, every blogger has to start somewhere if you're, if you're looking at newer bloggers. But I think that there's, um, you know, I think that there's just a difference between, like you pointed out, like bloggers that just exist for the purpose of running these tours um, versus bloggers that have a lot, that have a following, that have, um, you know, that have people who are readers who look to them for their book recommendations. Right. Yes. So the book bloggers that are really dedicated to reading and posting reviews and recommendations, you know, those people are going to be a lot harder to reach and a lot harder to get yeses from. But that is usually, that's where quality over quantity really comes into play, I would say, you know, because if you're trying to get a hold of a blogger that will literally just let you schedule a time, pay a bit of money to put, you know, a summary of your book and the cover on there and a link to Amazon, you know, you really have to weigh, like, what's really going to translate to more traffic to your Amazon page, you know, and that's going to be the people that are, that are already thought leaders and that are already giving recommendations and that have followers that look to them for that. Right. Exactly. And that's part of the reason that we wanted to do a show on this because I've talked to, you know, I've had enough authors who have come to me over the years who have said, 
I did a book blog tour and I was really disappointed with the results. And they probably were disappointed because the blogs themselves existed for the reasons, Amy, that you mentioned, and they don't necessarily have a following. So you want book exposure because the more impressions that a book has, the more books that you'll sell in theory, but it needs to be the right kind of exposure, which is why if you're pitching bloggers, you know, it's good to follow some, some standard rules. Um, and like when we vet bloggers or when we're adding new bloggers or we're building a new list, if we don't have one um, that already exists, we look for a few things. Like for example, we look for the consistency of posts. And in some cases it's, it's consistency, but, but it's also um, different kinds of posts. Like some book bloggers will do interviews and some will do reviews and some will do, you know, different kinds of things with the authors and the books that they enjoy. Um, and uh, they're, you know, they're, they're posting reviews. They're, um, they're posting, you know, they're maybe they're cross posting for on different platforms. Like I mentioned in the bookstagrammers uh, podcast that we that we just did. So they're really, you know, you're following their guidelines and they're, you know, they're pitching consistently and they have, they, they most, most of the time they have quite a big following. Right. Yes. That's a really good point. I mean, if a blogger has rules and guidelines, especially for if you're going to query them for a book review or a feature or something like that, that's actually a really good sign. I know it, but you know, um, face value, it's like, well, oh, that sounds like a lot more work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are the people who, again, you know, you could get your book, you could do a book tour and get on 40 websites that, mm -hmm. you know, have minimal to no following or really no pull when it comes to being a thought leader or really having any say in how people are spending their money or the books that they're buying. Or you could end up on two sites that have great followings of real readers that actually go to them every time they're looking for a new book to read. And those two versus, you know, the dozens and dozens are really going to help you move the needle much more. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. And one of the things that I want to call out that you mentioned is the review guidelines or review query guidelines, if a blogger has those and they're fairly detailed, the more detailed I find, the more detailed that the review guidelines are, probably the bigger and the more popular the blogger is. Because most of the time, if they're taking the time to put together some detailed guidelines, um, they're probably getting pitched a lot. And they will also tell you in those guidelines, you know, sometimes they'll talk about their, sometimes they may talk about their reach. Um, sometimes they may talk about, you know, the kinds of things to include in your pitch, which you really shouldn't ignore. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I like to always say less is more. So to your point, Amy, getting your book on 40 blogs might be great, but if nobody's visiting them, it's kind of a wasted effort. So it, you're much better off targeting and spending the time and spending the effort targeting five or 10 bigger bloggers because there's not one thing that sells books, but it's a collection of doing all of the right things like going after, you know, spending the time, investing the time in these bloggers and going after them. Right. Exactly. And I, you know, we always caution people, be very careful about something that sounds too good to be true. So a right. really affordable book tour where you're going to get on 
20 or 40 blogs, like that sounds really enticing. But you know, we're really honest with our clients that work with us that we want and need them to learn from what we do for them, you know, and we definitely encourage them to use our tips, our recommendations to continue to nurture what we're able to do and accomplish, you know, to make the most out of their investment. Like there is nothing about being a successful author that's easy. Right. So it's I hate to say it, but I hope everybody, if they're paying, if they're listening to our podcast, they've already kind of figured that out. <laughs> right. So, but it's really true. So, you know, being able to say like, oh, I can just pay this person and they're going to get me on 40 vlogs and we'll be good to go. Most of the time that is too easy and too good to be true. So it really, you know, to your point, Penny, it really makes sense to put in a little time and effort, do your due diligence figure out the exact right blogs and the ones that are getting real follows that have social accounts that they're also using effectively. And that's where you should spend your time and energy. And if you can afford to have somebody help you pitch those bloggers, like we do for a lot of our clients, all the better, you know, you can do some, we can do some, but either way, it's still a better use of your money to be much smarter and targeted with your, with your work and your efforts. Yeah, it really is. It's much, it's a, you're, you're going to get a much better return on what you put out there, if you could be, um, if you could be more targeted, and and then let's also remember that depending on what you're writing about, you may not want to just focus on book bloggers. I mean, book bloggers are great and we love them, but there are all other types of blogs out there, right? That may be better suited to your industry. So, um, whenever we get, for example, a nonfiction book, I like to try and do a mix of book bloggers, but I also really want to go after blogs that align with the industry. So health bloggers and parenting bloggers, they don't necessarily have to be book specific. They can be topic specific and be interested in your book and think, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. I would really like to do a review on this. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of opportunity in topic specific blogs. Um, you know, but our recommendation would just be, you know, you have to be really smart about what kind of content they're putting out there. So there are a lot of topic specific blogs and websites and their sole existence is to promote that person's work, their services, et cetera. If that's what you're seeing, they're likely not going to stray from that to feature you. But if somebody does interviews, they feature other professionals, they make recommendations for other products or services. If you notice that there are multiple entities that do posts on their blog. That's always a good sign because it means they may be open to guest posts, things like that. So look for those telltale signs that it's somebody or a group of somebody's that are open to collaborations, you know, before you start pitching them because you're likely not going to convince somebody that, you know, oh, I know you do the same thing I do, but you should really feature me. Right. Right. Exactly. And you know, it's interesting because I've, I've had this conversation before with authors and I've told them, I said, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever painted a room in your house, right? The more work that you do ahead of that, ahead of like opening up the paint bucket and starting to put paint on the walls by taping it off, by putting stuff away, by covering stuff, the more work that you do ahead of it, the easier the paint job is going to be, right? I know that sounds lame to compare it to, but I'm telling you, the more time that you spend ahead of your actual, the actual like marketing pitching efforts, vetting the blogs, making sure that they're right for your market, making sure that they um, have some kind of connection to uh, Goodreads or social network, the more time that you invest ahead of pitching, 
the better your pitching is going to be, the more yeses you'll get. And probably the better, I would almost guarantee that as compared to the 20 or 40, not that any of those, I mean, some of those are, are really, really great. Some of these tour companies have great blogs, but again, you've got to vet them and make sure that the bloggers are actually tethered to bigger communities and bigger social feeds and have lots and lots of followers. But the more work that you do ahead of your book launch, um, ahead of pitching the bloggers, the better your blogger experience is going to be. So this is a little, I mean, I'm sorry to say much like everything in book marketing, it's a little bit front loaded, but the more the work that you do, the more effort that you put in, the better this is going to be. And the other thing is if you aren't a one hit wonder, so if you're writing more books in your genre, you're also going to find that these bloggers are now relationships that you're going to carry with you for years to come. And they're probably going to want to hear about all of your books as you release them. Yes, I love that. That's my favorite part about working with clients the second time is going back and be, it's, I, you know, feel like a proud mama going back to some of these media people and saying, hey, they did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really fabulous. It really is. Yeah, exactly. Because these are relationships that you're going to carry with you. So that's another piece of it too, is that the more that you can invest in the research, um, the more that you'll, the more that will benefit you when it comes to pitching time and the more it'll benefit you in the long run. So to answer the, the, the final question before we, before we bring the show home, do blog tours sell books? The right kind of blog tours absolutely sell books. The right kind of blogs absolutely sell books, but it's cumulative, right? So one blog feature probably isn't going to net you a lot of book sales, but multiple impressions, multiple different things that you're doing is going to start to move the needle on book sales, which I know is always, always the goal. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I want to remind you, we are open to ideas. We love ideas for show ideas, um, feedback on the shows, what you liked, what you'd like to see more of, what you'd like to see less of, um, and also reviews on iTunes. So from Amy Cornell and myself and our entire podcast team, Bernie, Frankie, and Cosmo, we, we wish you, we wish you publishing success. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.